By embracing their natural strengths, women advisors are upending the status quo and challenging the financial industry with a more authentic approach to doing business. Welcome to the Femex Advisor Podcast, where we empower female financial advisors to fearlessly embrace their authentic selves. Adri Miller-Heckman, the founder of Femex Advisor, inspires and empowers women to leverage their natural strengths, creating more energy, passion, and success. Follow along for female-driven, inspirational, and motivational strategies for you to create the extraordinary life you have always wanted. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Femex Advisor podcast. I'm Adri Miller-Heckman. Just so you know, we're having internet problems, so I'm on the phone today instead of my fabulous microphone. But it's Femex Advisor. This is where women fearlessly embrace their authentic self. Now, I often introduce my guests um, as fearless because most of us are born fearless. But this young woman, who today is fearless, didn't start out that way. In fact, her first time on stage, she froze. This, this could have been traumatizing for her. But eventually, she built a business focused on event planning. Today, she has her own coaching practice and is often in front of large groups of women and entrepreneurs speaking to large groups. So this is a woman who faced her fears and that allowed her to move forward in life. But I will tell you this, she was very successful in business until she took time off. And that's when she found true success. But I'm not going to tell you about it. I want to welcome Midori Verity. She owns the business Fuel to Fire. It's an it's a an accountability coaching program for entrepreneurs. So Midori, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Adri. And there's nowhere else I'd rather be than chatting with you and talking about traumatizing things. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this was really funny when I heard about this. So take us back, Midori. What was that? first trauma all about? Yeah. So when I was around 10 years old, I had been taking Japanese dance and we had a huge recital in Japantown in San Francisco. So I don't know how many people were there, but it truly felt like a bazillion. And (laughs) I got on stage and I had been practicing for months. I knew the dance inside and out, but I remember getting on the stage and just in a quick second, I thought, huh, I wonder what would happen if I forgot it. (laughs) And right then it all vanished. I did not remember the next step. I didn't remember anything. And it was absolutely horrifying. And so fast forward, I had a huge fear of speaking on stage. I had fears all around just being in front of people that carried on for decades through college and and yeah. And how did you get over that fear? I, I started a business and I launched, I wrote a book and had that launched and a woman came to me and asked me, Hey, Midori, I see that you've launched this book and we would love to have you be a speaker at our event. 
And without even thinking, I just said, sure, sounds great. (laughs) So thankfully, I had 18 months, I had 18 months to prepare to get ready for speaking on the stage. And so during that time, I really dug deep, I knew that I had to do this, I knew that it was more than just speaking on stage, it was more than just building business, it was more of me confronting a monumental fear that had a been plaguing me. A demon, yes, and, and slaying that demon. And so anyway, <laughs> I, I did a few things. I did a lot of positive affirmations, and I really dug deep into changing my whole mindset around speaking on stage and just chipped away at it for 15 months or 18 months. But I, I, as we were speaking before, Adri, when I got on stage, and I got up there and I did it. I knew everything I had to say. I knew I knew my slides backwards and forwards. I stunk. I stunk. I was <laughs> horrifyingly horrible on stage, even though I remembered that was my goal. In my goal, I needed to get on stage and I need to remember everything. That's what I that was my intention. I didn't think about actually you know, I thought that would be a good job. I didn't really think about engaging with the audience and being more impactful. That's what I missed. And so I executed what I had planned, but I didn't do it well. I didn't, I didn't have that other component. So that was probably the second traumatizing thing just to add to the list of traumatizing speaking experiences or stage experiences. Well, you know, what's interesting is, you know, and we talked about this, that everything we experience and I believe you believe the same thing is leading us to where we're supposed to be. And we don't just get to where we are today because everything is hunky dory and rosy posy, right? Yes. It's when we are truly pushed out of our comfort zone, we're uncomfortable, we're facing something that we really don't want to do or are very anxious about doing it. And that's where the growth takes place. So let's go back, right? You ended up building a business in event planning, which I find quite humorous considering that this big event when you were 10 years old, you froze and it was traumatizing. Right. Yes. It's just funny how life happens, right, Adri? It's just, it's a journey. And the event business, luckily, I didn't have to get up and speak on stage too much at that point. But what happened was my husband and I out of college, when we graduated, we were actually in a big recession and there were not many jobs available. So we decided, well, you know what, let's just go start our own company. So we did. We started an event company. It took off. It was very, it was fast growth. And I hated it. I hated everything about it. I was in it for about 15 years until I got to this point where I just, I had to either escape or I was going to probably hurt my husband. I was going to do something crazy. And, and so in my in my journey to find something that, that helped me get to a better stage to feel unstuck. Because at that point I felt as though my hands were tied, my feet were tied and I didn't, there was no escape from this business. But after going through a depression for about six months, I, six months, I realized I had to do something. I could not stay where I was and carry on. And so as I was going through that journey, 
I met a, a gentleman named Doug Bench, and he taught me about this whole concept of neuroplasticity, which I had never heard of. And for those of you who haven't heard of that concept, what it is, is it's a science. It's a proven science that shows our brain synapses can constantly change and evolve based on what we want. So let's say that you want to become more creative. Maybe you're very analytical, but you really want to dive more into the arts. You can create this new reality for yourself by just practicing and believing and setting the intention in your mind. And slowly but surely, you will become more creative. Uh, it can happen in any wow. area of your life. And so when I heard Doug talk about this directly to me, this light bulb went off. And all of a sudden, this huge weight and this darkness kind of lifted. And I realized I personally had the control of my life. It wasn't just going to be, I was on a path that I had no control of. And that was monumentally life-changing. So I could, that, Okay. I, so wait a minute, this is too big. Take me back, right? When you started the business and uh, the reason I'm asking this is, you know, a lot of women are in a business and why you get into it and what you love about it can change. Did you like the business when you started? I did. It was exciting. I learned about marketing. This is when Google AdWords first came out and I was one of the first adopters and it was working really well. So it was a lot of fun, but then we had kids and then we brought properties and then we were spread so thin and our kids were involved in everything. You know, I was trying to be a super mom and trying mm. to run this business. And I had all these big aspirations to be this insane person but none of it was in alignment with me. It was, it was my life had spun out of control. That's what I felt like. And I felt like it all was revolved around this business. So that's kind of what had happened. And life had gotten away from me and I felt like I couldn't do anything to change it. So when I met Doug and I learned about this neuroplasticity, what came to me was actually I had way more control than I thought. And I was able to come back. I was able to create systems. I was able to hire a couple of people to take over my job. And the company kept on growing and did really well. In fact, that year it grew by 25% without me being there. And that mm. was my fear that it wouldn't, but it did. And so I learned the power of systems. I learned the power of mm. mindset. I learned the power of creating my own reality, really. And so that led me to starting my next business um, where I wrote the book and fast forward to where I am today. I've owned a number of different businesses, but now what has happened is I've taken all those lessons. I'm 53 years old now. So I've had a couple of years to learn a thing or two, right? And luckily I've been paying attention. <laughs> and so- An experience a thing or two, right? An experience, uh, yeah, a few uh, gut punches and, and learning lessons. And so now I launched Fuel the Fire. And at this time of this recording, it's been 15 months since we launched. And Fuel the Fire is the first business that I've had, the first thing that I've really done that's in complete alignment with me. What I love. Okay. What? what go ahead. I was just going to ask, what do you mean by alignment? You've used that word a couple of times. Yeah. So alignment, the way that I see alignment is there's three components that when you can nail this, life will be good and you'll be fulfilled. And so there, here are the three components. The first one is your passions. What are you passionate about? What motivates you? What makes you want to jump out of bed every day? The second one is your core values. 
what is really intrinsically important to you? What do you protect? And then the third one is your zone of genius. And what the zone of genius means is what are you really good at? What are you naturally good at? What comes Mm. to you easily, but also that you love to do. So I love helping women. I love helping people get to their next stage and finding the values in them and helping them realize things that they didn't realize about themselves and helping them level up. I also, that's my passion. And then my core values is helping others. So everything is very much in alignment. And I understand business very, very well, especially small business. So I can do that day Mm -hmm. and day and night. So I've taken all of that and created fuel the fire. So that's what I do now, but it's all based on all these lessons that I've learned on this journey. A couple of things I want to talk about. One, you talk about level up and I, and what I hear, and we've had this discussion is that for most women, there comes a stage in your life and in your business that what got you there is not going to get you where you want to go next. Would you agree? Okay. And, you know, we fall back to, especially financial advisors, they fall back to, well, it was pounding the pavement, you know, making the call, making the contact. It was all about quantity, quantity, quantity. But as we grow, as we shift, as we evolve, how we take our business, as you say, level up, is going to require that we really understand who we are today. Would you agree? 100%. Yep. And that's not easy to do. Sometimes you need a personal crisis to force you to, like you did, stop the world. I want to get off. Yes. Absolutely. And that must have been scary. You must have, that is scary. Here's, I'm super mom. I've got a career. I'm in control. And look, we all love to be in control because we're good at what we do. And if you want a job done well, you give it to somebody like us. Yep. Give it to a busy mom. Busy mom. But you stopped. What was that like? I I had to. I had to, I was, it was, if I didn't force myself to face the fear and overcome, find a way to overcome it, I would have been depressed. I would have continued with depression. My kids would have been affected. Everything would have been affected. So I had to, but here's the thing that I think is so important to ask ourselves is who are you trying to be for who are you? are you trying to live someone else's dream or is it your own? And I think a lot of us miss that in life. We don't quite nail that. And once you can get clear on who you are and what you want. And so why you want to do things, everything shifts and what you do becomes more impactful and more meaningful. Yeah. In some of the programs that I run, we talk about what is success. What is success? And I know in the financial services industry, we are taught it's all about the numbers. Get the numbers. It's money. It's investing. It's money. It's investing. And for many women that I coach, it's not really the money anymore. It's not really the numbers. They've got the numbers. 
Yeah. And it's very difficult for them to truly identify what does success mean for them? Do you want to have a million dollar business or are you quite content earning $250,000 a year and having all the time off you want? What's truly important to you? You mentioned core values. Mm -hmm. Give me an example of that. So core values could be family time. Right, having mm. having a healthy and happy family is important to you. For others, and maybe their faith, it's never about money. Your core value is never about money. It may be about feeling secure. That could be your core value mm-hmm. is to have a safety a safety net um, and financial freedom, so you don't have to be worried. But it's never your core value is never that you want to be wealthy. There's something beneath that that needs to be revealed. So you understand it. So passion is, you said passion, core values, zone of genius, right? Passion is something you just get tremendous joy out of doing. Yeah. What motivates you? Yeah. What what makes you want to jump out? Yes. Zone of genius is what you're just naturally good at. So let's hit on that for a second, because I know that this podcast is for women, right? So high level women in male dominated industries, typically. So for women, our zone of genius often is more about relationship building and connecting versus dealing with, with men tend to be more goal centric. Not that women are not, but they operate differently. Women, we are really good at building relationships and building trust and connecting with people. So why not use that to your advantage instead of just trying to follow what is often taught in these male dominated industries taught how, how you should go about getting clients. Because once you can be in alignment with what you're really good at, so you're in this case, in your zone of genius, you're going to thrive. It's going to be more enjoyable. Your clients are going to enjoy working with you more. They're going to convert a lot easier instead of you feeling like you just wrung their neck to get them to come work with you. So So, that's So here's the challenge, right? Here's the challenge, especially in an industry that is predominantly men. And I had this conversation yesterday. The business was built to serve the strengths of men. Men, their brains work a little differently. They're a little more linear. Now, there are always exceptions to the rule. Sure. But you're absolutely right. The old school model that we are taught is prospecting, selling, and closing. Very linear, direct, overcome objections and keep going down this particular road. Whereas the FEMEX model that we created is totally different and it's based on women's strengths. And that is building relationships, inspiring and motivating. Now, if the industry would provide two models, we would see more success because there are men that want the building relationships, inspiring and motivating. They don't like the prospecting, selling and closing either. And there are some women that want to prospect, sell and close. I think that's primarily learned behavior, but it's really hard 
to when your core values are different than your industry and everyone around you. Yeah. How do you deal with that? So that is why I love what you do, Adri, is you help women adapt it. So they're still hitting the goals that they need to hit, but they're doing it on their terms. So that is what, you know, working on your personal mission statement, the, the core values, your zone of genius and your passions, when you can combine all those three and align it with your business, whatever you're doing, then your life and your fulfillment absolutely changes. And you're going to be more successful because you're enjoying it more. You're in, yeah. you yes. know, when I, I gave you the example a while ago when we talked about this ad, remember when I was talking about the first time I got on stage, when I did, when I was asked to speak on the book that I released, I had gone through a male dominated program to teach me how to speak on stage. It was very sales oriented, <laughs> very pushy, and I hated it. And I stunk. And I think yeah. the audience sensed it because I was absolutely yeah. not in alignment. So now when I go and speak, I do it on my terms, right? I've, I've changed the whole way that I speak. I am doing it from a place of service and it's on my terms and I come across much more authentic and it's way more fun. And so that's an example of how I, of what we're talking about is when it's in the you know, it's way easier. You just said something that I keyed in on. When we have goals we need to hit versus goals we want to hit. Mm-hmm. And as a female advisor, there are a lot of women that have come into this business from another career. And a lot of times the other career was corporate where they had a manager and supervisors. And so our tendency is to want to fall in line and check off all the boxes and get attaboys from our managers. But we have to remember that we're in the entrepreneur business and you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. And when you're trying to hit goals because they've said you need to get to this level, you need this and you need this and you need this, that can sometimes detract from your ability to succeed the way you should. It takes the focus off of what you're naturally good at. And what your core values are. It's creating this artificial focus, artificial desire, artificial core values. Because I'll tell you, 99.9% of the time I ask women why they're a financial advisor, I never get, because you can make a shitload of money. (laughs) (laughs) It's never about money. never that. Yeah. No, it's it always isn't. about helping people. I was talking. So with, how do you apply this? Go ahead. No, go ahead. So what were you going to ask me? How do you apply this in your coaching? Yeah. So what we do in Fuel the Fire is we first get everyone clear on what's your personal mission statement. Let's line up your core values, your passions and motivators and your zone of genius and get really clear on that by writing that out into one to three sentences. So you are clear when it comes to big decisions, 
you know, what direction your career is going to go, what, what kind of family you want to build. If you want to move all those types of things, the big decisions in your life, when you put in your personal mission statement, does it fit in with your personal mission statement? If you are consistently making decisions along those lines, you're going to end up in a good place. So that's where we yeah. start and fuel the fire. It's so imperative as, as you can see you know, through this discussion. And then we set up our goals. We set up, we, in fuel the fire, we use something called the summit goal mapping framework so that you have a personal goal, but then also what your business goal is. What is it that's in alignment with you that you are excited about, that drives you, that you want to achieve in the next 12 months to two years? And then we come down, so we identify those, and then we break it down into what we call approach goals. And those are your quarterly goals that need to happen to help you achieve your summit goals. And it just helps you stay focused. You have an accountability group that you meet with each week, as you know, and it just creates more clarity. And you also have that support of the other women in your pod to help you get there. So you use these goals not as a mandate, but as a guide, mm-hmm. as a way to stay focused, because sometimes those goals are going to change because you're going to learn something or the economy or things shift or things change. But as long as they're in alignment is whatever you're doing, yeah. if you need to shift it, whatever, it doesn't matter. But as long as it's in alignment with your personal mission statement, you're going to be okay. So let's, let's talk about this because yeah. right now we're going through a major shift, right? The economy is going yeah. down and we're supposedly now officially in a recession, um, home prices or homes are, they're not selling because everything. So we're going through a major. So if we can think, okay, now it's time for me to change some things up. I have to change some things up because my business model has changed. But when you're making your decisions, as long as it's in alignment with your personal mission statement, you're going to be okay. You're going to be more driven to do it. It's going to be more exciting. So for instance, Mm -hmm. when I started Fuel the Fire, that was 15 months ago, we were just absolutely knee deep in the pandemic and the business that we had that was bringing in the most amount of money. We thought it was going to, at that time, at March First, we thought that it was going to be our best year ever. And we were making plans for that. We were projecting that we were going to grow by 25%. It was going to be awesome. Then overnight, everything changed and we were giving back tens of thousands of dollars in refunds. So at that point, I Mm. remember thinking, okay, what Mm. am I going to do? I had done so much mindset work and I knew what my personal mission statement that was, that it was kind of, I saw it as an opportunity okay, it's time to shift. It wasn't scary. It's a journey. You know, it's just life. Okay. So now what are we going to do? And it ended up taking me to feel the fire, which is incredible. I love it. I could not be happier. So that's my point. That's how impactful all of this can be. Yes. I love that because that's the way I work too. And Every time there's a shift, there's a part of us that panic. We don't have the the assets coming in. We don't have the clients coming in. There's a reason. And the key is taking advantage of these moments. And they are a moment, right? In the lifetime, they're a moment. It feels like ages and ages. Take advantage like you did. You stepped away when it's slow, when it shifts. 
Don't just try and warrior through it. Use it as an opportunity to reset, to rethink, to refresh, to reignite. 100%. What do you want to do now? What, what makes your heart sing? It's an opportunity, so take it, right? We have a little more yes. time now. And so that's the way I see it. It's like, okay, cool. This is a new chapter. And what do I want it to look like? Let's start making, let's start making so, it happen. Midori, we're running out of time. If you could give the women and men listening to the call one piece of advice, what would it be? Stay in the moment, be present. Whatever is, what if, if it seems like the world's crumbling around you, look for those nuggets of opportunity. Like we talked about, figure out what your personal mission statement is and then adjust to that. And you're going to be okay. Great advice. Be in the moment and allow yourself every time there seems to be a crisis, ask yourself, what am I supposed to learn from this? What is the opportunity in this? And maybe it's just taking time off that could to, be it. to get yourself refreshed. Yep. We always think it's do more, do more, do more. Oh I my think gosh. we could go on all day with this. Uh-huh. I, I can give you a hundred <laughs> examples of this, but yes. And so just, this is our, the whole pandemic. What do we learn from this? Take a step back, take a breath. Life is short. Let's make the best of it. So if listeners want to visit your website, it's fuel, T-O, to fire.co, correct? Correct. Yep. Fuel to fire.co. Yeah, that is it. I would recommend anybody visit all the entrepreneurs out there, visit her website. Midori has a unique blend of being focused and putting structure with passion and energy. So for those of you that are listening in, if you love the podcast, share it. Visit femexadvisor.com. Midori, thank you for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. All right. Have a good week, folks. Thank you for listening to the Femex Advisor podcast with Adri Miller-Heckman. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Adri on LinkedIn. To learn more, visit Adri's website at femexadvisor.com. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Femex Advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.